spawn, you find in a hedge. I think it's probably gone the way of the dodo now, or the dildo. It's gone the way of the dildo. Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse. Madhouse podcast, winner of the Fuckle Award 2023. Oh, sorry, I've, I've misread that one. Winner of Fuckle Awards in 2023. <laughs> well, welcome to 2024. Do you want more? If our download figures or anything to go by, then no, you do not. And uh, what a better way to start a year than by ending a series. This episode is about rounding off the moist horror of series two with the iconic Jaws and talking about moist horror icons. Jimmy, how are you today? Hello, <laughs> I am damp. Oh, damp. Okay, that's a nicer word. Yes. Did you watch Jaws again for this film? Did you have to watch it or have you seen it so many times you can quote it word for word? I can't quote it word for word, but yes, we did. We watched it last night again. Excellent. First time this year, though, so first time, so I'm on one. So I'm on one this year. It is the 12th of January, so that's pretty good. Okay, yeah, I've got, I've got a lot more uh, viewing. I, I don't know if I've told you this, but this episode is going to be a spot the f*** special. What does that mean? It means one F-bomb in this episode will not be bleeped, and people can email in the Madass Podcast at outlook.com with a timestamp at which... <laughs> The unbleeped f- occurs, and you can choose a film for the, to for us to review in our next series, as long as you choose one that fits the series three theme, which you will find out later. Okay, that's interesting. I like it. I like it. Spot the fuck special. Yeah, that's good. Right, should we move do booze reviews before we move on to some film facts? Yeah, go on, Emp. Um, whose goes it? I've no idea. First, um, I think I went I first last it... time, so you go first. Did you? I don't know. Do you want me to go first? No, I think I think you. I know. I think um, I think you're correct actually because I went on a big rant about Magnus. So and yes, that last, I felt like that lasted for quite a while. It's good though. Thanks. And I, I hear you're quite excited about your drink anyway. Yep. I'm not. Oh. But there we go. So I've normally been drinking the cider. Yeah. Right. So we were in the shop the other day. And I said, oh, I need to get an interesting drink. And that was reading out all these funny IPA beers and stuff. All their silly names like Bart in the Breeze and things like that. Mm-hmm. Tickle me undercarriage. Yeah. You know how they're named. But I thought, fuck it. I went, I've gone old school. and I've gone really old school. So I've gone with your classic Newcastle Brown Ale. Oh, wow. Nuki Brown. Wow. Nuki Brown. <laughs> You've got uh, old school. Wow. You, you bet you could and review I, that without even taking a swig from it right now, couldn't you? It smells delicious. <laughs> I like it. We used to drink this all the time back home in uh, Oxford in the Gloucester Arms. We used to drink this. We used to love it. And when I picked the bottles up, because I've got a couple of bottles, Nat went, oh, you tramp. <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a point. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, as I said, I'm going to have a little sip first, and then I'm going to tell you what, I, and then I'm going to tell you what I think. Well, then take me there. Oh, I'm gonna see a man about a dog. <laughs> that was uh, slid into Irish, I think. Then was it? Because that's supposed to be Geordie. It says it on the back here. Do you? Do you near? No, I can't do it. <laughs> Just think about Anton Day. Oh, did you know this? This uh, Newcastle Brown Ale is affectionately known as Dog by those in the know. I'm gonna see a man about a dog. They're often used by Geordie men as an excuse for visiting their local... Uh, have a little local sample of the old tipple there. I didn't know that, did you? No, I had no idea. Okay, there's no serving suggestion on here. It does say, drink cold. Uh, I'm having it... I'm having it very cold because someone turned our fucking gas off, so we've got no we got no heating, oh, and no. it's fucking freezing. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. We've got no heating. Is that why you've got your no nice special one? jumper on that says uh, I'm f- Quince... What is it? Quince Shark Fishing. Yeah, I've got old Quince t-shirt on. Lovely. But I'm fucking freezing, and soon after this, I'm going to go put a Pikachu onesie on because it is fucking cold. <laughs> uh, and this should be served, I, I like... Uh, it says cold, and it is fucking cold because of the temperature in this room. Uh, but I like it. It tastes like... Do you know like when someone pours uh, or where you get spillage in an ashtray and there's like ash and old beer in it? Yeah. You sip, you drink, you drink out of that. Yep. That's what this tastes like. The first time I heard about uh, Newcastle Brown was uh, from hedge porn. When uh, a friend of mine went, hey, check this out that we found at the hedge. And it, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the headline was, Newcastle Brown, and it was a uh, a Geordie girl uh, being done in a way that fitted with the title. Hedge porn. Hedge porn. Explain hedge porn to me. That's porn you find in a hedge. I think it's probably gone the way of the dodo now, or the dildo. It's gone the way of the dildo. But um... I understand. Yeah, you've been very specific at where you found the porn, which is fine. But yeah, I do understand what you're saying. It's basically someone has left porn somewhere for other people to find. Yeah, it would be, but that would be like a thing. People seem yeah. to just stash their porn in hedges. Other people would find that used... it. That was like the local yeah. porn library was the hedges. Yeah, that hundred percent. That was it. Yeah. But now, because we're adults, we've got to leave it there when we find porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it's there anymore. Did I ever tell you about the massive black bag of porn? I've heard about I the found. legendary massive black bag of porn before, yeah. I think I think it was two black bags of porn we found at the side of the road. Hmm. Someone just dumped them there in a lay-by in Wales, so uh, we had a look through them. We took what we wanted that was clean, that was clean, that wasn't, you know, the, the best that you could get, just so we could have a little read on our way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. Well, right, anyway, we're share. digressing here. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, right, my drink is something I've, I'm... I'm. The reason I'm excited about this, like you said, is because I've never tried it before. Not just a brand. It's not right. like a new cider. It's a new drink. I've never tried this type oh, of okay. drink before. And it is this. Okay. I don't know if you can see what that says. Oh, fuck yeah. Good shout. Good shout. Honeymead. Lovely. 14.5%. Nice. Uh, I think we at uh, weed mead is like a fortified 
thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's very tasty. And you were very excited about it. I think you messaged me about two hours ago saying, I'm really excited about the drink I got. <laughs> but it sounds like it's going to taste amazing. It's mead. So I'm already, already thinking of like mead halls and uh, I can't open it. And uh, and then it's honey mead. So you expect that to taste nice. Oh, You're banging that on the table a lot. Sorry. Got right. Bloody cork in it. Well, you should have, you should have pre-corked it, sir. No, this is live. Oh, did you hear that? That was nice. I want to see how your. That was good. I want to see how what you're going to be drinking out of because. Because. I, like, I drink it out of a very very small glass, like a shot glass. Yeah, I've got two glasses to use. One of okay. them is purely because we have a running theme through this episode, and I've been I've been building up to this. It's 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 a pint glass butter beer mug. <laughs> Fuck me! Do you just live at the Harry Potter worlds? <laughs> no I've been twice, and I bought this once the first time. And every okay. time you go, you get a you have a a butter beer, and you steal the glass. Um, so I'm going to put a bit in there, but then I've got a small glass to drink from. You want to sup it? You want to sip it and enjoy it? I'm intrigued to see what you think because I like mead. I am a big fan of this. I was only introduced to mead a couple of years ago, but it is delicious. Oh god, that's really nice. It is real nice. It's like a um, well, it's like nothing else. It's like lemon and honey cough syrup, but without the the medicine part. Oh, look at that! It's warm. That's really smooth. Yeah, smooth and warming. I feel. Well, that's great. Um, anyway, this is um. Are you going for the whole bottle? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't. I think you'll be off your tits, mate. Fourteen point five percent. So this is from the Chalice know. Mead Company at okay. chalicemead.co.uk. Tell them we sent you. They might sponsor us. Buckfast have been sponsoring us up until now, but we never mentioned them, and they don't know, and they don't send us money. Or Bucky. So it's not a great deal. It's made this from spring water and honey and nothing else. Lovely. I don't Has know it got a serving suggestion? Can you eat it with anything nice or? Just the the corpse of your enemies. Corpse of your enemies, and you have to be drinking it in a house or room that is at least older than 200 years old. Sweet. Well, again, I, I think you've won that round again with the booze, which is annoying because I feel like I'm an aficionado of the booze, but apparently <laughs> I just like cider and dirty fucking fag beer. <laughs> Maybe I'm just trying too old. Too old? I'm trying too hard. Well, both of those sentences work. I'm trying too old. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's do some film facts. Because this film was made in 1975. It's Jaws, by the way, everyone. I think we've mentioned it's Jaws. Yeah, I think we've mentioned it's Jaws. Uh, Directed by a man I don't think really did much after this, did he? Mr. Um, Spielberg? Spielberg? Stefan Spielberg. Spile. Stefan Spielberg. Bag. I'm going to say bag. Anyway. I think that's correct. You got any financial data? I have, actually. Uh, the budget was... What the what of six zeros mean? Is that a thousand? Or hundred? What? Six zeros will be in millions. Uh, okay, okay. Million. Okay, so estimated budget was seven million pounds. Okay. Right? Yeah. Just on the opening weekend alone, 
it did that plus sixty one thousand five hundred thirteen pounds. That's just on the opening weekend. So they've already made a profit there. Yeah. Now gross worldwide, this film has made four hundred and seventy seven million dollars. Bloody hell. Which is quite good, isn't it? How much? It's probably four hundred and seventy seven million dollars. Well, I think that's more than I make in a year. Yeah, so they're sitting on they're sitting on some bucks there. I don't know what Spielberg did with the money. Who? After this. Spielberg. Oh that guy. Spielberg. Yeah. Yep. Stefan Spielberg. Yeah. I don't know what he did after this, but hopefully I don't know, maybe he wasted it. I don't know. Don't know what cut of that he gets. Maybe none. But anyway, hopefully. Good luck to him. Hopefully he did all right. I'm guessing he spent it all on uh, cocaine and hookers, and uh, he probably just wasted the rest. Well, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Right, I want to hear a gist of it. You watched this last night yeah. with Nat. Yeah. Wait, I want to know she what you keeps, think. She, she keeps saying as well, like, she was like, oh, she she didn't watch it, really. She was playing fucking Zelda on the Switch. She was like, oh, we've already watched this. You've made me watch this, like, loads of times on made a Sunday. Her? And I'm like, oh, like, when? And she was like, well, it all the time. We were always watching it. And I like, we ain't. Seriously. It's been like, she was like, we've been going out for, like, 12 years. We've watched it loads of times. I was like, shut up, you knobhead. It's only been, like, Ten times we've watched it together in that in that amount of time. Calm yourself down. Not even once a year, on average. I know exactly what you're talking about. Anyway, I'll have a little swig of my old Nuki Brown, yep. and then I'll uh, get down to it. That is going down rather smooth. This mead, I'm impressed with this. I told a friend I was having this, and he was like, I think it's a bit funky. Maybe he had bad mead. He's fucking wrong, mate. You can't go wrong with a mead. Maybe it was made badly. That's the other glass. Just a nice little... That's a correct glass for it, not a pint glass, you heathen. Right, anyway, you sit back. You have a little swig. I will. I'll I'll see if I can coax you into... Uh, coax you into this film. Right, so a hippie girl decides to take a quick late-night swim in the sea, probably fueled by weed or booze. Doesn't go well... She gets absolutely killed dead by a bloody shark. Her mangled corpse is found the next day washed up on the beach. The chief of police, Brody, swings into action to get Amity Island's beaches closed, but the mayor has a few choice words to say about this. Despite Brody's warning, the beaches are open for business, but thanks to the mayor, a poor young boy gets nibbled up by this sea-dwelling beast. The mum of the dead chap puts $3,000 bounty on the shark, thus ensuing absolute carnage as every fisherman under the sun decides to take on the challenge. But we know there is only one man for the job. They catch the shark. It's the wrong shark. The mayor once again opens the beaches for business. Yay! The The mad shark gets into something they called the pond, which looks like the sea, and bites the bloke's leg clean off. But it is fine, though because I'm pretty sure that bloke was a paedophile. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, there's only one man for the job, Quint. He's only gonna bloody get this bastard for a mere 10 grand plus 200 a day and a case of that beautiful, beautiful apricot brandy. Now that's a fucking deal. 
Quint, Hooper, Brody head off to the sea on our mighty orca to take down this watery dickhead. They find it. A long battle of wits ensues between a slightly pissed up lads and an aquatic bitey missile built like Terry Crews. Hooper has a plan. Go down in the shark cage and poison the slippery little devil. Don't work. The orca is slowly sinking and to make matters worse, the great big wet fish pops aboard and gobbles up our drunken hero, Quint. In a last ditch effort, Brody lobs a canister of compressed air into the jaws of the great twat and as the orca slowly disappears beneath the waves, Brody managed to get a shot off from his rifle straight to the canister. Boom! Bits of ruddy great big fish everywhere. CN boy. <laughs> nice. And everybody had sushi for a week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I don't think... Can you eat shark? Yeah. Can eat anything. Can you? At least once. Can you? I know they're like shark fins and shit, which is a bit harsh, which is a bit rude. Well, yeah, like they that. take a shark, they chop its fins off, and they chuck the rest of the shark in the water to die. Absolute bastards. We won't no, say No, you shouldn't what. eat sharks because they are pretty rare. But you can eat shark if no one's watching. Okay. I'm saying if you don't get caught, mean? if you don't get caught, it's illegal, isn't it? To eat a shark? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Makes me kind of want to do it more, though. Like, forbidden fish? Nah, I don't really like fish. Fair enough. It's probably not for you, then. <laughs> no, probably not. All right, that was all right. That was beautiful. Would you watch that film if I popped into the thing in, like, 1975? Went, oi, yeah, darling. Come down the old cinema. We're going to go watch George. Some dude called Stefan Spielberg. He's <laughs> <laughs> put out his corker. I wouldn't go with you if you asked me like that. No? <laughs> what if you said, hey, come on, darling, come to the cinema with me? <laughs> I buy you in, I buy a Nuki Brown and some sushi. They wouldn't even know what sushi is back in 1975. No, no. I, didn't even, I don't think that even came about into the 90s, sushi. Well, I think it probably was in Japan. Just not around it yet. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'd go and watch the film off the description. I don't know if you, I'd go with you specifically if you called me darling and then just asked me <laughs> to go to the dark room cinema with you. I think we were off to see all one right. of those weird blueies where everyone's oh, kind of in their trench coats. <laughs> yeah, we could do that afterwards. Oh, okay. Or I could take you to see Jaws, but it's actually a woman who can <laughs> really. Yeah. Like five cocks in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no sushi there, but it smells like there is. <laughs> Blue. Love it. Uh, I think I might be going to hell. Right. <laughs> Should we do some frights and delights? Yeah, I think so. Is to swim in with bow legged women. It's frights and delights! <laughs> Can you explain that quote to me? It's the sleeping with bow-legged women. It says, does he say sleeping or swimming? Oh, sweet, sw- swimming, sorry. What did I say? Sleeping. You said sleeping the second time. Okay, well, I meant swimming. So what's so good about swimming with bow-legged women? I think it's a bit dirty in that you can swim underneath their legs and stuff. <laughs> oh, do you have to pull that mean? face? You know what I mean? I know, I know what you mean now. Yeah. I wondered if there was something going over my head other than the bow-legged woman that I'm looking up at. <laughs> 
I don't know. Um, Nat mentioned this last night. She went, what the fuck does that mean? But apparently, it's, it, I, uh, that's what I think anyway. Right. Well, my first fright slash delight was uh, Lee Fierro, I'm going to say. Yes. Who played Mrs. Kinter. The lady whose young son was killed by the shark went to a restaurant decades after the film was released and saw they had on the menu an Alex Kinter sandwich. She made a comment to a waiter that she'd played his mother. And soon after that, Jeffrey Voorhees, or Voorhees? There's so many weird names for actresses and actresses in this film, by the way. Well, it's Voorhees, I would say, like like Jason Voorhees. Okay, well, he ran out, and he was the actor who played her son, ran out to meet her and uh, turned out to be owner of the restaurant and they had a, a hug and he had apparently uh, vainly named a sandwich after his own character. The I don't know if he went on acting much after Jaws. Maybe that was the one big thing he did. Do we know what the sandwich was? Sushi? <laughs> Do we know if she ordered it? No. And why the fuck is she still alive? Because she's old as fucking Jaws. I don't know if she is. I think people just looked older in the 70s. And I'm not saying she's alive now, but this happened like a couple of decades after the film was released. Oh, she's... Oh, she been must have been a... a... I'm thinking she was in her 40s in that film. Get get out of town. No, she was not. She was in her 60s. Uh, what, playing the mother of a bloody seven-year-old? Yeah. yeah, that's why it's so weird. Her and the, the, the dad of this bloke, this young chap, there were, the age gap between parents and kids there is fucking ridiculous. Nah, that's just what people looked like in those days. People looked old. People dressed old. Okay, you're saying that. They've been you in the that. sunshine all those years. No one wore sun cream. Everyone was all yeah, old. Okay. <laughs> I reckon, anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a nice way to look at it. I feel robbed and cheated. What, because you think she's generally, like, 60? Yeah, I think that, that yeah. Yeah, I think that, that yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. During the editing of this podcast, our crack team of researchers worked day and night and were able to finally ascertain, through the clever use of online databases, that Lee Fierro was 46 during the making of Jaws. Not in her 60s, as one madhouse idiot stupidly suggested. So take that, Jimmy. You absolute massive c- Right, number two. Jaws, the film, not the actual Jaws, basically created the summer blockbuster. 67 million people went to see this at cinemas during its initial release in the US. It was meant to be released near Christmas in 1974, but for whatever reason, it was pushed back to summer 1975. Back then, the shit films were released in summer, like they are now in January. And it's usually a sign a production company doesn't believe in the film. But the success of Jaws during the summer set the summer blockbuster precedent Fuck. going forwards. That's interesting. And it became a thing. So that's pretty cool. I didn't know they that... used to just drop the crap in the summer. Apparently the reason was people were too busy doing summer things. Yes. So they weren't going indoors to see the films at the cinema. Very clever. Was Christmas, everyone was going in. Or winter, everyone was going into cinemas because it was something to do inside. That, re- that makes sense. Fucking hell, I never thought of that. Yeah, but it's set in summer, so I would think it probably did well during the summer because it was set at a time people were going to beaches. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 
Number three. Okay. Robert Shaw had some issues on set, and it seems he had issues in life. Ah. Uh. Yes. It's alleged that he was an angry drunk, or at least a combative son of a bitch, according to Carl Gottlieb's book, The Jaws Log. But while sober, he was a perfect gentleman, according to an interview given by... Given boy? Given boy! Oi, boy! <laughs> oi, oi! Given boy! boy. <laughs> an interview given by Roy Scheider. Shaw would drink a lot between takes. At one point, Richard Dreyfus threw Shaw's drink into the ocean, annoyed at his drunkenness. Shaw would constantly bully Dreyfus on set, and the scene where Quint is sharing his USS Indianapolis story... Shaw attempted the scene drunk, and it was unusable. Uh, Shaw did call up Spielberg and apologise, asking to shoot the scene again, which he then nailed first time brilliantly. Obviously, that's one of the big, amazing scenes in that film, where it, it turns around like on a dime, doesn't it? Or having a laugh and joking and sharing little stories about scars. And then suddenly, Quint's like, amazing acting. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, Robert Shaw died in Ireland two years after the film was released. Uh, he had a heart attack at 52 years old, I believe. Yes. Yeah, I did, yeah, did yeah. know he's a boozer. That's why we've uh, settled with the man. <laughs> so I'm drawn to this character. <laughs> you got sea legs? Um, no, I can see my legs. Do. I'm, I'm guessing after two more of these, I'll have four legs that I will be able to see. Excellent. This uh, this man you've settled with is that is that Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do number four. Okay. Uh, the boat that sank in the film started to sink for real. Oh shit! Oh shit! Indeed, there was an accident. What happened? In, in in actuality, I couldn't find out, but I assume, with no evidence at all, that the skipper was, of the orca was pissed up and f***ed up somehow. So, uh, Speilberg sounded a horn for the safety boats to come and help the actors. He shouted for them to save the actors, actually, but the sound guy who was on the sinking ship sa- <laughs> shouted, f*** the actors, save the sound equipment. <laughs> Yeah, fair play, yeah. Yeah, probably a good shout, I think, if if they wanted to use any of the footage they've made that day, along with any sound. Uh, the the film camera, though, was also on the ship, or, or at least one of them was, and that was submerged, but the footage was somehow saved and used in the film. Uh, the orca, by the way, is an animal that can hunt sharks, which is why Quint, a shark hunter, would have named his ship that name. Yes, they're the only, the only uh, predator of the Great White, I think. Oh, I've just got the other bit of your Zoom name. <laughs> Which bit? Well, it says quintessentially jaw-droppingly yeah. jawsome. Yeah. Which I bit thought you were just, just being, like, I, I don't know what, quirky with quintessentially. Quint-essentially. Come on! Wow, crazy. It's good. It's good. Shall what I have put it in all caps for you? Nope. I sh- okay. Well, yeah, you probably needed to. Yeah, you shouldn't need to, but you you do need to apparently. Um, <laughs> mine is gone. My mine was. You're gonna need a better podcast. <laughs> it's gone now for some reason. Right, number five. Mm. There was what sounds like a banging party going on at one point, okay. because uh, 
Spielberg brought his old mates to show off the effects workshop. Those friends were Martin Scorsese, Oof. George Lucas, okay, and John Milius. Okay. Lucas stuck his head in the shark's mouth. Nice. They say to see how it worked inside, like he was having a gander at what was going on in there. Okay. But we all know... No, I think we all know they'd been having a bevy, getting coked up, and someone dared him to put his head in while they played with the controls. And Speilberg actually did close the mouth with the remote control while his head was in there, and George Lucas got stuck. Oh, dear. In Bruce's mouth. Mouse? Nice. Mouth. Bruce, by the way, I know you know this, was what they called the shark. Uh, yeah. Spielberg named him after his lawyer or something? Yeah, I think so, yeah. It'd be interesting to see what the uh, those other guys did after this. What the other actors? What was it? Martin Scorsese? Scorsese. Yeah, and uh, Giorgio... Lucase? Lucase. It'd be interesting to see what they've done with their lives. Yeah, uh, probably not much. Probably not much. Probably, yeah, probably um, not. Just riding off the back of the old Stefan Spielberg. Spielberg, yeah, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if we get it wrong. No one's ever heard Doesn't of him. Matter. Um, well, you know one thing about Bruce was that he would he liked to break a lot, old Brucey baby. And uh, he didn't let us down here either because Lucas got stuck in there. Uh, mm. And they managed to free him and run off scared that they'd broken something worth a lot of money uh, that the, the, you know, the effects dudes were going to get annoyed at. And uh, each Brucey bot cost $250,000. Oh, shit. That's a lot. So, I mean, I'm not saying they caused that much damage, but, you know, the Jaws are pretty important in the film called Jaws. True. Yeah, true. So they're my five. Oh, shit. Could have done some more, but we would have needed a bigger list. Yeah, there's loads. It's good. I'm just going to crack another bag-tasting bottle. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready when you are, sir. I think it's Jimmy's Day release. I think it is. Then I'll, uh, I've already done, I've already done sharks, which is a bit annoying, isn't it? Oh, did yeah. it in the first, did it in the first episode, so that's yeah. quite annoying. Uh, um, so I'm kind of here. I'm kind of in the wind here a little bit. I don't really know what I can. Do but I will tell you something. You forgot to make a list. Nah, I just got. Well, I'm struggling because I was like, "Oh, did I do sharks at the very first episode?" And I was like, "Yeah, obviously." And now we're doing Jaws, so great. What can I do? I'll give you the definition though of a shark attack. You ready okay. for this? Yeah. A shark attack is an attack on a human by a shark. Fuck! I didn't know it was like so complicated. It's weird. Ah, These boundaries they put but on there things. There are, there are certain. There's a provoked attack and there's unprovoked attack. Do you know about these? Uh, yeah, provoked attack is when someone drinks too much Nuki Brown, and is on the way home, and it's like, oh, you hey, shark! What are you looking at with your dead eyes? Yeah, you go out bothering. Yeah, yeah, humans touching them, hooking them, netting them. Aggravating them. That's a provoked attack. 
uh, that's and when surfers accidentally hit the shark is apparently a provoked attack. But I think that's an accident. Mm-hmm. Unprovoked attack is like a hit and run attack, usually non fatal. Shark bites and then leaves. Most victims don't even see the shark. Uh, a sneak attack. The victim will not usually see the shark and may sustain multiple deep bites. And a sneak attack? Mm, like a ninja bite. shark? Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's the bump and bite attack. The shark circles, bumps the victim, and then bites it. But I thought I'd have a little look at the most recent shark attacks that have happened. So this is, these are from 2023. Not that long ago. It's only a couple of weeks ago, 2023. Right, a night. Yeah, it's 2024 now. Which is yeah, it's good. Shit. Ever closer to the grave. <laughs> uh, a 19-foot-long great white shark decapitated a, div- a diver in December as he was harvesting shellfish off the coast of Mexico, report- reportedly marking the first fatal shark attack of the year hmm. the horrific tragedy occurred oh no sorry it was this year the horrific tra- a couple of days ago the horrific tragedy occurred on january 5th while manuel lopez was gathering stripe which is a type of mollusk mollusk uh off the coast of mexico he was said to have been diving from the town of paradon colorado to the ocean floor without an oxygen tank to nab the little critters, which typically reside at depths of 36 to 59 feet. Lopez, Lopez's shellfishing expedition was cut short when the shark bit his head clean off. Um, someone said they saw it, and they went, he was diving when the animal attacked him, impressively ripping off his head and biting both of his shoulders. Someone said that? Yes, someone was watching. Didn't help him. But he had his head cle- bitten clean off, so you couldn't help, really. No. What could you do? Put it in a bucket? Uh, no, because th- I'm guessing it ate the head and left the rest. Th- or did it, bite- yeah. did it decapitate him by eating his whole body up to the neck, just leaving no, the head? No, but I think he was dipping out and just bit his head clean off, ripped it off, and then scarpered. Wow. So there is a theme here, and there was a theme with every single animal attack. There's an animal involved. Yeah, and stop bothering. These people are going bothering little things, aren't they? Again. Yeah. Yep. Like they did in the last one. Anyway, a young fisherman diving for scallops again in the Pacific Ocean off Mexico again was mauled and killed by a 13-foot-long great white shark. The victim, identified by locally as 22-year-old Victor Alejandro Santo Garcia, was attacked by the apex predator on December 29th, 2023, in the Gulf of California, a beach town off somewhere and somewhere. I can't read them. He was free diving <laughs> when a great white estimated 30-foot log bit off his left leg, clean off, like straight through it. Despite life-saving efforts, Garcia, he died on the spot. So I've always heard that Shark attacks are quite rare, yeah? Mm. Well, you've pulled two out from under your cuff there that are within, like, what, the last month or two? I th- I think I just saw some... I was reading some stats earlier, and I think in America there was, like, 
200 something shark attacks last year and in australia there was a, it was 267 and i think 200 and something of those were fatal so that's death yeah it's quite a lot anyway you know how i like to leave on a little light-hearted one oh, and i God. hate like them Oh god! I just have a little swift six. God, it's Nuki Brown's got to be Ed. All right, so uh, I'll just sit here in horrible anticipation of. Uh... No, it's fine. I couldn't really find a lot. Does Steve oh, Irwin get killed by a shark as well? Was it like a joint attack, shark and stingray? Was he distracted by the shark so the stingray could get him? I will, I will punch you through this screen <laughs> i was just speculating on how he died a 15 year old boy was mauled to death by a shark in front of his horrified father as the pair surfed in australia on december 28th 2023 oh yeah because that's less tragic than steve Irwin dying <laughs> i think more tragic is this poor kid's name kai howley was pulled from the water near Ethel Beach in the Inns National Park after his leg had been bitten off but by what was believed to be a great white shark. A local surfer said, I started moving down toward the beach and I could see the dad on the rocks sort of yelling and crying towards his son and swimming towards him, the local surfer said. He said the shark was about 30 feet long. Anyway, they never found the body. It was just the leg. So his dad took the leg off, just dad walking down the beach with a leg. Good God. I think your in- your interpretation of what uh, the surfer said wasn't quite long enough. I think you're going to no, need a bigger quote. Yeah, it probably dragged out. Dude. I said you're going to need a bigger quote. Oh, I just got it. Very, very punny. <sighs> <laughs> it's wasted, isn't it? It was just yeah. maybe someone. Maybe someone will get it. No. <laughs> maybe they weren't in the water for long enough, and they're going to need a bigger soak. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> you got you got any more? No, that's it, mate. Let's do yeah. it. Do what? Mosey on over to the master of the macabre. Master of the Macabre. Welcome to the Master of the Macabre, where we're going to separate your chums from the people you want to use as chum and decide who was the best in this film and who deserves to be thrown to the sharks as bait. Well, uh, well, how many have you got? Well, there's three, isn't there? There is three, and I've got three. And there's the shark. <laughs> Bruce, I'm not giving yeah. it to Brucey because we're giving it to a dog. No, we can't give it to him. So it's it's either Roy Schneider, Robert Shaw, or Richard Dreyfuss. That's true. Well, let's um, let's count it down. Roy Schneider, Schneider, Schneider. How do you say I his say? name? Well, I don't know. There's no N in it, is there? Schneider. Oh, did I give an N in it? Okay, Schneider. Schneider. 
Yep, I okay. like his character. I think Brody's really. I think Brody is very like he's a really kind of sweet character. Yeah, he's trying to do, do the right I mean? thing all the time. Yeah, he's kind of caring and he's a bit. He's a bit unsure of things. He's not sure. He's a bit. I just find it really sweet. Is the word that I'd use for him. Tough and I'm always. Sweet. Yeah, and I'm kind of like I warm to him all the time. I think he's great. But then Quint is very much like a likable character with his drunken antics he and is. his history and his... He is. He's more the anti-hero, I think. Yep. Because he's a bit of a bastard. He's in it for the money. Well, he kind of, he's kind of in it for the money, but he's also kind of in it to to kill, actually kill the shark and get the rep. Do you think that... So he smashed the communications, yeah? Yes. The radio. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he just wanted to be out there this battle? If he died, he died. If he didn't, he didn't. He didn't want to be calling for help. He didn't want to be going back. He just wanted to be like, you know, I am a Navy man. That's 100% it. Used to being at war on the ocean. That's 100% it. Out there, prepared to die. Probably expecting to die, or maybe even wanting to, so he doesn't have to live his life as a yeah, bloody fisherman forever. Hundred percent. That's exactly what he did, and he says in his monologue that he he never after sinking the Indianapolis, he he's never going to put on a life jacket again. And then That's when true. he comes out and he gives Brody and Hooper the life jackets, he's come out in his army gear. He's wearing his yeah army shirt. He's not wearing a, a life jacket. He's going down. If he's going down, he doesn't want to be floating around this time for days. He's going out and he's doing it. So I think I think that point when he brings out Brody and Hooper the life jackets, I think he knows that he's either gonna he's either gonna win and kill the shark or he's gonna die. He's gonna get eaten by the shark. Yeah, there's, the shark dies or he dies. There's no giving up and going. Yeah. So what about Cooper? Cooper's good. He's funny. He's clever. I like his little whips. He goes from naught to 100 in like a second. Yeah. I think that was him and... Uh, Rob, well, so uh, Richard Dreyfus and Robert Shaw did not get on well on set, apparently. So I think... <laughs> when he's when when they're having a go at each other, I think that helped. I think it helped. I think it was down to the point where um, that was the uh, the line was well off off camera. The line was, I think Robert Shaw was drinking, and he was drinking and having a bit of a thing, and he went, "Oh, I wish I could stop drinking." And Richard Dreyfus just walked up to him, grabbed the the drink, and chucked it away. And that was the thing that really pissed him off. So uh, from that point, Robert Shaw then just constantly bullied Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he was saying, like, climb the mast of stuff, offering him money to do it, and basically calling him a pussy for not doing it. Basically, yeah. Yeah. But I do like I do like Hooper. I, do, I think he's quite cool. I think he has some... I think really they're all good. good. That's why I said I haven't really got one. I don't know who to choose. Are you leaning... One way or another. Well, if I had to choose, I'd go with Quint. But he's a massive dickhead. But 
I kind of get his vibe, and I quite I kind of like that. If I was going to be a fisherman, I'd like to be. I think I'd like to be like. Yeah, but I think Robert Shaw had. Apparently, he was a gentleman when he was not drinking. Like. Yeah, everyone's a gentleman when they're issues. not drinking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I know plenty of people who get drunk and are not horrible to people around them. Well, bye. You went full quint then. Well, but it was quite good because I think most of the stuff that he did was improvised, wasn't it? And I'm guessing it's just the ramblings of a fucking drunk. Yeah, which is which is sometimes good. Sometimes you can capture it, and it can be quite good. It can be quite magical. Well, we, should we give it to Robert Shaw then? I would like to give it to Robert Shaw, but I Let's think that then. I think I think Roy and Richard are a very very joint close second. Yeah, because you can't. That, I mean, that's a good. That's a good three across the top there. I bet Roy Scheider always gets the awards as well. What for the, biggest noise? Oh, of, um, accolades. Best actor in Jaws because he's the main the main guy, isn't he? Right. Should we give it to Robert Shaw? Big old Bobby Shaw. He's a drinker. Let's have it. Ah, is to is is to swimming with bow legged women <laughs> you got that on the end <laughs> hey where's the nuki brown very well i do i think that's the perfect time to move on to the madhouse rating system right let's go let's shoot some barrels in this motherfucker uh, it's the madhouse rating system how many <laughs> barrels is it gonna take to sink it <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's the first uh what's the first section for this then jimothy oh it's tension and suspense please well i think everyone in the world would agree that this is amazing it's uh even now watching it for the hundredth time when bruce pops his head up while Brody is chumming the water it still gets me in fact it may be worse because now i know what's coming <laughs> So, yeah. but that still works. There's brilliant uh, point of view shots from under the water that are great while people are being hunted down the beach. Um, it's also got a lot of tension, not just from the big mother of a shark, but also with the mayor seeing dollar signs in the beaches and Brody getting confronted by the lady whose son's been killed. Uh, after they already knew there was a shark attack, that was great because uh, it added like a human element to it as well. This whole film. It's just brilliantly acted, brilliantly written. It's not just about there's a monster chasing you. Um, it makes the victims more than fictional, nameless people um, like they usually are in horror films, or quite a few horror films. Not every every horror film, obviously, but I, I, I think Tension yeah. and Suspense definitely gets one. Do you have a favourite moment of Tension and or Suspense? Uh, I do like the bit where Brody is chumming the water and then... Uh... Bruce pops out, and then that is very good. Because you are just, when you've seen it a million times, you are just waiting for that bit where he pops out behind him. And then he gets back up, and then he goes in, steps back into the cabin. Yeah. And then he delivers the, I think it was, I think it was uh, improvised, the line, you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, you're going to need a bigger boat. Which is good. I think that's classic. And uh, there was a good while well, they were dropping the uh, the barrels 
and they were chased yeah. the barrels. The barrels were a really good way of showing us like that the shark was coming without us having to see underwater at the shark coming. Very clever filmography. But the barrels were attached, but maybe it wasn't long enough. I think maybe they needed a bigger rope. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> ah, I wonder how many right. more than I can cram in. Ah, okay. One for one for that then? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Next up we got gore and visual effects. Well, they're still great now, I think, mostly. Hundred percent. There's there's bits where it's you can tell it's a robot shark, but who cares the the blood frothing up in the thrashing water of an attack is like one of the best effects for me just because it just it's yeah the madness of people being shaken around but there's blood seems to be like boiling around they initially got a prop arm in the sand for when they found chrissy's body but it looked like dog shit so they used a real person buried in the sand eventually an alive person um and it, it didn't actually look like actual Dog shit, sorry. By the way, it just looked bad. <laughs> but it, I'm guessing it just looked like a mannequin arm stuck out covering a bit of sand, so it looked crap, so they changed it. Um, it's got shooting stars in it. Uh, there's a debate about whether they were real or not. I don't know why there's a debate, because the debate was settled uh, when it was shown with modern software that they were added in post, which is awesome, because it was done so well that fooling it fooled people for decades. Um, also, Spielberg... Uh, puts meteors in all of his films. Apparently, he's made some some more since then. Uh, oh, okay. Well, not all of his films, a lot of his films, but that would require amazing look and patience if you were doing it real for all of them. Hundred uh, percent. And the death Is that count. True? Yep. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, the death count in his film was also the same as Creature from Black Lagoon, which we talked about in our yes. episode on Creature from the Black Lagoon. Nice. So I reckon give it one for that as well. 100% give it one. Next up, we've got performance. Uh, For this section, you're going to need a bigger score than one. Or should I say, you're going to need a bigger vote. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Thank you. Milk it! Milk it! <laughs> as you said, the line you're going to need a bigger vote was ad-libbed. Uh, Roy Scheider was repeatedly slapped a lot in here as well as part yeah. of the performance. Uh, Lee Fierro, who played Mrs. Kinter, she couldn't do fake slaps, and it took 17 takes. Fuck. 17. That's dedication from uh, Roy Scheider. If I, I think if I was getting slapped for real in a scene, and you kept fucking it up, I'd be slapping you back. <laughs> he has got that leathery, tough-looking skin, though. He has now, He's yeah, proud. after that. He was fucking well, yeah, smooth as a baby's bottom before he started making this film. They switched hands halfway through to even out his face. <laughs> That's not sure. It I is made brown that, I made like that. leather though. <laughs> yeah. So it is, I think yeah. he could have taken it. Um, yeah. So, but I, I know, I'd be slapping whoever was messing that up, whoever it was, whether it was her or whether it was someone else causing retakes. Slap yeah. her uh, But anyway, performance. It was amazing from literally everyone. Even the kids did well. And those little shits are always fucking up films. They are shite. Like... I just enjoy it when they get eaten. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Or when the uh, the Nazi guy in the pond yeah. gets taken down. Yeah. You're not doing it fast enough. 
Okay. He was already thrashing around under the water before the shark came. <laughs> anyway, it's got to have one for performance anyway. There's literally no other answer. No, that's another one. Uh, musical score and sound effects. Does it have a soundtrack? Yeah, it fucking does. It's <laughs> literally joking. the best. Oh, are you? Fuck. <laughs> I've, oh, I've been hooked. Oh, I'm joking, I... yeah. Uh, what a knobhead. <laughs> what a knobhead. <laughs> John John Williams played the his general idea of a theme to Spielberg, I think on a piano. You know, just the dun-dun, dun-dun. So it was just those two notes, and Spielberg said, uh, and here's my American accent, that's funny, John. Really? But what did you really have in mind? Is that way he talks? That's an American accent, isn't it? Sorry, I'll do the no, other American accent. That's funny, John. Really? But what did you have in mind? Was that better? They won, but just higher. Was yeah, it? that's fine. Go with that one. Anyway, uh, of course, it, it was used, and it was one of the best, definitely one of the most recognisable soundtracks ever. Elements... Of Creature of the Black Lagoons soundtrack are in there uh-huh. as well. Which we also mentioned in our episode on Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, God, I listened to that. So you've got to give it another one. Four out of four. Another one. I don't even need to ask if you agree. I just There's no way you wouldn't. So uh, we've got Absolutely one. Absolutely brilliant. Like, you don't get films nowadays with such a good soundtrack throughout the whole film. There's something happening throughout this whole film. Yep. It's a constant orchestra, yep. and it's fucking brilliant. And you yep. don't get it nowadays. It's not even with just the soundtrack. If you think about what's actually happening on screen story-wise, there's never anything not important happening. Every You could take any moment of this film, and it's all relevant, it's all great, it's all brilliant. It's just... Yeah. So, Sick. that probably helps us with our next <laughs> section. Overall experience! How did it make you feel? It makes me feel tingly inside in my uh, uh, pants. <laughs> yeah, I love it, and I'll I'm gonna keep watching it for a very very long time. It's a great film. Love it. Well, it's only two uh, two hours four minutes or something in it. It's not that long a time. Yeah, not a lot of time. No, it's good. I'm it's going good to time. watch all the other Jaws films. Yeah, I am as well. It's a good Sunday film. Pop it on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, great, great. Great times. But what are we yeah, thinking score-wise? Are, are you going to leave the... it as a 4 out of 5? Nah, it's 5 out of 5, obviously, isn't it? So, but if I give it 1 at 6 out of 5? No, is it? What are the rules here? Surely it's what just are the 5 rules? out of 5. No, you you can give it 1. <laughs> Have you forgotten this already? I've forgotten it as well. So <laughs> let me explain it. You get one. So for overall experience, you can take one away. Okay. Leave it as it no. is, or give it one. But if you give it one and I give it one, does that make it six out of five? I think it's just five out of five, isn't five it? Five out of five, fuck it, yeah. Five out of five. Five out of five! Number one winner of the aquatic horror series. It's obviously going to be fucking Jaws. Beautiful. Nice one, Jaws. I look forward to seeing if this uh, Spielberg has made anything else. Yeah, I'd like to see what he's done. And that score size, though. Let's do an IMDb challenge, which is not an IMDb challenge. It's a flipperoo. Okay. Random theme chooser for next series. Okay. 
I'm going to choose a theme for the next series. You choose a theme for the next series. I'm going to flip this Headstone Horrors badge and we'll see what happens. Okay. My theme that I'm choosing is Hillbilly Horror. Okay, nice. So mine's called God Save the King and it's going to be the best and worst of Stephen King film adaptations. Oh, okay. That's good. God Save the King. (laughs) I like that. So you've got to want... flip it. Whose side is whose side? Uh, you have the teethy side with Headstone okay. Horrors written on it, and I'll have the needly yeah. side. Okay, okay let's do you it. ready? Yeah, I'm hoping for the teethy side. It's the teethy side. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Here we go! We are going to pick five, and we're going to do it, of the worst and the best Stephen King film adaptations. So it could be anything from Shawshank, yep. Tall Grass. Shawshank Gerald's isn't a horror game. film. <laughs> Shawshank, yeah, Stephen King, mate. Yes, but it's not a horror film. Doesn't matter, it's Stephen King. It's the... God Save the King. Shawshank, Green Mile. I think Doesn't we might matter. be divulging slightly away from our theme if we go for Green Mile or Shawshank. Stephen King, mate. Stephen King. <laughs> Right, Stephen okay. King. Gonna be beautiful. The mist. Ah, oh, we could go. Ah, oh, pet cemetery. We could go so much here. Carrie. Carrie. Ah, oh, we got Carrie. We got remakes. Ah, oh, we got everything. There's two so carries, isn't it? The best. Uh, yeah, one of them shit. Which one? You'll find out next series. We'll find out. There hey, you go, boy. Probably. All right. I guess we're done for series two. Sexual. We don't even know when series three is coming out. Nah. Won't be okay. too long. Sometime in the next ten years, at least, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. this year. But it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Stephen <gasps> yeah, King. Definitely shit. this year. Stephen King, God, God save the King. I wonder where you're going at when you first started it. But that's the end of series two, that's the end of Jaws. We're done. We'll see you uh for series three. For all the Stephen King stuff we choose. Thank you for listening to the Manhouse Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to it right now. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please send us your own moist horror stories to bobbing along, bobbing along at the bottom of the beautiful brightyc.com. Oh, that was gay. That's from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is a f***ing brilliant film. <laughs> it's banging. Hello, and now, finally, the moment you have all been waiting for.